Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we've got the funk rockers, modern Joey in the house. Uh, we've got two of them, although uh, several band members could not make it, but uh, we'll, we'll acknowledge them at some point, probably. Um, but I've got uh, their bassist, Alec Mejia, and their drummer, Jackson Payne, uh, to talk to me about their band, their artistry, and why they do what they do. Uh, their demo, Hang Em In Town, is available on Bandcamp. Welcome to the show, guys. How's Thanks, it going? man. Uh, I guess, how were your days today? Pretty long. good. Yeah. yeah, good, long, good. Yeah. Busy, working a restaurant, so. Uh, where, which one? Uh, the Anvil and Cedarburg. Oh, word, okay, nice. Yeah. What about you, Jackson? Uh, yeah, I worked today, too. Yeah, what do you do? In Cedarburg. Uh, I work at Knuckleheads in Oakland. Oh, nice. And I also have an internship, but that's... That's less entertaining. Tight. <laughs> I, uh, I used to live above the Black Rose. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, right next to the mirror. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, my roommates, they were like huge stoners. And like, they, it was funny because uh, from Knuckleheads, they picked, like, it was the summer of 2017. They brought, they bought these like a four foot long, a four foot tall, and a five foot tall bong from <laughs> Knuckleheads, like those giant like tubes that looked yeah. like a yeah. fucking like didgeridoo. Um, <laughs> it ended up they, they ended up breaking. They but, always do. Yeah, yeah, they always do. <clears throat> but it was uh, it was it was that was like so iconic of that summer where those just giant obnoxiously large bongs that they got from <laughs> Knuckleheads. Oh my god, yeah. never too much. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Never too much yeah, right. Well, um, we've got some uh, some brewskis yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah craft, of course. Craft, only the best. Oh uh, yes, yeah. uh, you know, uh, finest of beers. You know, not not. It's not quite hams, uh, but Coors is. Uh, they should. They it's should acceptable. Try, they should try that out for their slogan. Yes, better not quite hams. hams. Coors better than hams. Oh well, uh, watch your tongue. Hams is uh, hams is my. Uh, it's my. Default. Yeah, if Carl was here, he would be defending you on that. Oh, good. Yeah, he's a big hit. Okay, shout out Carl. Yeah. Carl Carl knows what I'm talking about. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers, man. Cool. Glad we could finally do this. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Mm. Yeah, uh, so today was like probably the the coldest uh, fall day we've had so far. Uh, I didn't really leave the house at all today. Uh, and I stepped outside to like greet my guests before you guys, and I realized why. I didn't leave the house yeah. today because no, it's like 50 and cool. chilly and yeah, it's freezing. Mm. Hailing today too. Was it? Yep. Oh. Up in Cedar River. Right? Oh yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, all kinds of uh, wacky weather is passing through, but Absolutely. but you know that's just uh, it's more of the reason to stay inside and uh, affect your craft, to... right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. More reason to drink on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so the, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear through our passion and creative minds. Uh, first time I saw Modern Joey, as we were saying before we started recording, is at Fire and Water in June with Wonderful Bluffer and Tonby Claw. And uh, I was so fucked up that night. Like, it was, I was, uh, I was, uh, had a lot to drink that evening, but uh, 
stuck it through, got to talk to you guys after the after the show. Oh yeah, uh, did really enjoy it. Um, I liked your guys, you know, light display. Uh, it just looked like you genuinely just have a ton of fun up there. Um, and then uh, yeah, I've been seeing that you guys play like you guys have been getting more and more bigger and bigger gigs out on the town. I saw you played Cactus Club. Mm -hmm. How did that go? Um, it was good. I mean, uh, I'm not sure that I would go back there on a Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the turn was a little bit of a late night. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a great place. Good people. Really nice, really nice. Yeah, cool place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like an iconic place. You know, Very. a lot of bands have played there. I so. saw your uh, your guys' sticker on the wall. Actually. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah, so we've been trying to pepper those up. Yeah, I just got my Mr. Nice Guy stickers too. I've been nice slapping them all over River West and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. Stickers yeah, are a good. One. Yeah, very essential. Absolutely. Um, I saw you guys are playing Company Brewing for the first time next month. Yeah, that's yep. exciting as well. Yeah, very excited about Miramar that. coming up next yeah. week, right? Which is super yeah. cool because I used to go there all the time. You yeah. know, so it's just like full circle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Super. Yeah, like. Um, the Miramar is, it's got, it's, it's it a has, staple on these sides. It is, it Total is. Staple. Everyone has like one story from the Miramar. <laughs> yeah. Nobody doesn't, you know. Nobody Everyone's does. Yeah, so it's exciting. And it, it, yeah. you can get so much, like such a plethora of vibes depending on the show you go to there. Like, yeah. Um, like I actually went to an MK music night there uh, with, uh, it was like Hopper's Luck and Dog Bad and yeah. um, that was a really fun show. Hmm. So there's there's that, but then you can there's obviously a ton of EDM, mm -hmm. ton of raves over there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's ICP shows yeah. that happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to live right behind the Miramar when ICP came through, and it was oh, just oh. hilarious. To see oh yeah, how many yeah. buses they have and like, <laughs> cooking they, out. In the yeah, they had people with like grills and yeah. fryers just cooking out and crazy. Yeah. drinking Fago. Oh, of course, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I've so heard the Fago. it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard cleaning up after those shows is a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I guess like they've gotten better about it. Someone like at the Mumar was telling me that they bring like tarps now and stuff. Yeah, but they yeah. they do like straight up spray the whole place with something. Yeah, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. But. Hmm. Well, um, but there's also uh, like I like I'm I kind of have like a a fascination with uh, like set lists and and with like you know the venues that uh, bands that tour through here, which ones they play. And I was digging into sh like old Miramar shows and a bunch of like pivotal indie bands like used to play there. Like, mm. you know, like Death Cab for Cutie and no like, and before they were big, right. shit, yeah. used to play at the Miramar. Awesome. No, yeah, totally. It's but, definitely a, a cool place, mm -hmm. that's for sure. <laughs> my, uh, my Miramar story though, uh, was, it was actually, so I used to, my roommates and I at the time, we ran a recording studio above the Black Rose, mm -hmm. right next to Miramar. And we had like a, it was like a showcase sort of thing, but it was a show we put on. Um, it was really exciting because it was our first time ever like booking a real show at like a real like yeah. large scale venue. And like, we brought some of our buddies from Chicago to play. Mm -hmm. uh, the rapper King Louie was on the bill from Chicago too. And, um, and then, we got Wade Chappelle of Milwaukee uh, playing too, and it was so cool because like we brought all of our friends there. Like we were literally selling tickets on UWM's campus, like in spates. Like we were advertising the fuck out of it, right. and I just got like 
really wasted, and I was like emceeing the show, <laughs> and I would, and you know, do you guys know the Homewreckers? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just remember, there's like a video, it actually just, the two-year mark, like, it popped up on Facebook as a memory. It just passed, and Austin McCoola shared it, and it's me, like, screaming, Please welcome the Homewreckers! <laughs> and I'm, like, wasted, and, like, I'm on stage, and, like... That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was super, super amazing. But it was... That was actually, like, one of the first times I ever, like, really felt, like, a true joy for, like, local live music. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I mean, can only imagine what that, you know, definitely made me feel like going into the music scene after that. Right. Fuck yeah, dude. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, we're, we're really excited. I'm interested to see uh, how our music takes with the crowd that's going to be there. Because yeah. book through Rose Gold events, so shout out to those guys. Shout out to Alex yeah. Keys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more or less uh, like raves, usually, DJs. Yeah. So... I mean, I think it'll translate well. It usually does. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're excited, a little nervous, mostly excited. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Not. It's cool psychedelics. Absolutely. And it's on my birthday, so yeah. October 17th, so I'm yeah. trying to get all the guys up. Happy and make birthday. sure you come good completely sober. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A drop of alcohol in any mm. system. Um, <laughs> as we're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm interested to hear a little bit about. Um, your guys' uh, history as a band, how you guys came together, your individual stories as musicians, I guess. So, uh, Jackson, sure. I'd love to start with you. I guess, like, when did you start playing music? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. I've been playing piano ever since I was, like, six. Um, I was, like, pushed into piano by my parents. And then I <clears throat> drummed, like, once or twice and really loved it and then begged my parents to give me a drum set, like, classic story. Joined high school marching band, did the marching band jazz band thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, like, UWM. Uh, pet band and stuff. Nice. And then I met Carl and Logan. Shout and, out Logan Faruta. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy that's not here. Other dude, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they asked me uh, if I wanted to drum with them, and that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. um, we actually met through Yanni. Yanni Chudna. Shout out to Yanni Chudna. <laughs> Shout out to Yanni. But, uh, Hello, good people. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. That's pretty good Yanni. It's a very oh good my Yanni. god. I, yeah, <laughs> take some perfection. You have to be around him a lot to, like, really yeah. nail it. I mean, Yanni's one of those people where, like, no matter where he's at in the venue or, like, where in the vicinity it, he is, you know he's there because you can hear him yeah. no matter where yep. he is. Absolutely. Always cheering. Cheering the loudest. <laughs> Oh my god, Absolutely. yeah. But yeah, no, he's a great guy. Yeah, he um, plays so many fucking gigs. He's he in so many yeah. bands. He's all over. Oh. Um, so I met them for that. And then we gigged together for a while. Um, we, we had a different bass player, a keyboard player, kind of a different sound. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we just wanted to go different directions and uh, needed another bass player. And then I called this guy because uh, we went to high school together. Mm -hmm. And it was just like fire on the mountain day one. <laughs> we have like recordings from like the first time that we ever played together. The first mm -hmm. time that he like ever heard. Yeah, actually the, the first time I jammed with you guys, I think I brought a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, played guitar. Play in someone else's bass. Yeah. And yeah. Nice. But, but it was, yeah, it was out. really, really awesome. It worked yeah, it out well. It was a good time. Right? Yeah. 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 It worked out perfect. Changed did, my life for sure. When did you start playing music? I started that? playing music probably 10 years ago. Wow. So, Around middle school, I started, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, got my first bass. Yeah, about ten years ago, took lessons, but I wasn't really, really into it. And then, you know, as the years progress, you just get more and more into it. And 
like the guys like Victor Wooten and Marcus Miller and all those like yeah. kind of like band leader base bass players, mm-hmm. those guys are huge influences on me. Totally. So um, yeah, so I didn't play in like high school at all, like Jasmine or anything, but um, I just love to play, love to practice and shit. And we did I play charity gigs together. We did. We did play charity gigs <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which was a lot of fun. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to make my own loops. Uh, kind of my own songs. I kind of a little bit am into producing, but I'm not as good as I want to be. In. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, that's basically awesome. my story. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, like, uh, I had Wonderful Bluffer here a couple weeks ago, yeah. and, uh, they also, like, met through UWM and formed kind of in that way. What, like, yeah, I guess, so how long has Modern Joey been? Uh, I would say, I've known Carl and Logan for a while, like, the name Modern Joey has been going for, uh, like, two years now, but, like, this Modern Joey, which is, like, different, you know, like, yeah. the, the Modern Joey <laughs> right. with the four of us, um... <clears throat> And the new stuff that we've written, probably, I think, what, it's been six months only? Yeah, I think we saw, like, our third gig, second gig, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't, it was pretty early on. Um, Did we start in April? Maybe, yeah. I'm actually not sure. I don't don't (laughs) remember. I can look on the right. Yeah, Yeah, fact check. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was something. But yeah, uh, also, side note, the drummer in Wonderful Bluffer used to be our bass player. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, RJ. RJ, RJ Zbarth. Yeah. Shout out to RJ. Um, yeah, uh, and then uh, I remember is a comical uh, story how y'all uh, got the name. Yeah, Joey. yeah, from uh, JoJo Scott and Wonderful Bluffer. Um, Carl, I wasn't even there because they had it before I joined them. But it was Carl and Logan and Joey. I think were together, and Joey was wearing something that looked like vintage. And someone said, "Oh, that's vintage," or he did something maybe, and someone was like, "Oh, that's vintage Joey." And then he was like, as opposed to what? Modern Joey? And then someone was like, oh, that's, that'd be a good band name. And then it just kind of never went away. <laughs> wow, that, that actually, I'm uh, piecing it together now. So your band was named after Jojo, Jojo Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, real great dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, so around the time, like, when were, were you guys uh, starting to play out, like, on gigs and stuff, like, around the scene? Uh, with this current group? Uh, just, just, uh, is it a ri- the original? original? I'd say, Joey? yeah, I'd say we started, like, two years ago. We did, like, the Marquette Battle of the Bands. We did, like, we do, like, shows at the Up and Under a lot back then. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to think what else we did. We do Eau Claire Jazz Fest every year. Um, we did a couple gigs in the Twin Cities. And then now, like, since we've started with this current group, we've kind of started to do more of the bigger stuff around here. Uh, we have a show at the Cooperage coming up, which is sponsored by Breaking and Entering. That's the <coughs> I saw it. Yeah, very excited. I'm so excited that. for that. January, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. January, like, 31st? Yeah, January yeah, 31st. With, yeah. yeah, with Wonderful Bluffer. And uh, Erotic Adventures and Static oh. Chicken. Oh, that'll be fucking killer. Legends. Absolute legends. Have you guys played there? We have not. I've never so. even been there. Oh, man. I think... It's gonna be it's a great room. room, yeah. It's one oh, of the best it's, rooms around. It is. So. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know they have the disco brunches there, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they do company brunch sometimes still. Yeah. Like yeah. The ultimate, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cooperage is a very uh, wonderful venue, and like it's yeah. that'll be exciting. Uh, yeah. You know, seeing guys continue to you know bring the sound out to you know bigger crowds and whatnot in oh, different yeah. spots. Um, yeah, yeah. Trying to spread it out. You know, catch people. In every corner, every 
genre that might you know fall into because we do a lot of different genres throughout our sets you know we do a lot of improvising a lot of funk we also do a lot of country you know some country rock stuff mm -hmm. um some r&b stuff come, we have coming out like it just we try and cater to a lot so totally yeah so do you guys like listen to do you guys all kind of like listen to like a lot of different music individually mm -hmm. like like where it's like you each have kind of like your own favorites and bring yeah, something. Yeah, I would say like Logan likes like a lot of prog. Mm -hmm. Carl likes a lot of country. I like a lot of funk and jam bands. You like a lot of jam bands. Yeah, yeah, and what rock else? and like blues rock. rock. Yeah, yeah, same with me. I, I basically like all the stuff you like. Yeah, but I was yeah. also in jazz band yeah. in high school. I so love jazz too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that like yeah. Carl is like the southern rock country yeah, music yeah. band, totally and sure. that like really comes out totally. with the songwriting. And, it does. Um, then Logan is like super, super into prog rock, which yeah. also really comes out with songwriting. So which those two technical licks and yeah. really, really dope shit. And then me and him combine yeah. those flat. I say me and, you, <laughs> me and you combine tend to be more like really funk oriented. Yeah, we so heavy rhythm oriented. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times like the blues or stuff laying over the funk is kind of what we try to go for. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Totally. Uh, could I? Oh, do the yeah, honors yeah. there. Absolutely. Do the honors, buddy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, uh, so, um, so since, um, so since, uh, the new, the new lineup, the current one, um, I guess, like, how, how would you, how would you say, like, uh, the, the band's sound, or, like, I guess the shows, or just the dynamic of the band, how it's, like, kind of evolved, or, like, you know, what you guys are doing differently since, you know, kind of how it was originally found. Yeah. Um, I'd say when it, when we first started, it was just like, um, I think the five of us just kind of, we didn't really have as much of a concrete direction for what we wanted to do. It was just kind of, we're getting together. <clears throat> Carl and Logan were really fantastic songwriters, same with RJ at the time. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, and I think, you know, actually RJ's influence in the songwriting pushed it, you know, a certain different direction too, which was cool. But way less improvisation, uh, way more like structured. Um, harmonies, structured sets, we play like, the same set, the same order. Yeah. Um, yeah, now it's just, it's changed a lot. Um, like, we're all kind of into jam bands, and, like, the idea of, like, each show should be its own individual thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, we want to create a unique experience each time. Oh, yeah, I just, I love the, you know, having different shows every night. And all that. I mean, it's just... That's the that's what the bands that I like do, so mm -hmm. I just, I think it's a completely unique experience for yeah. everyone else, so... I mean, it's boring. Why would you want the exact yeah. same thing over and over? Oh yeah, over and, and, I, and see, I mean, sometimes even the same songs when people see you play, that can be boring too. So that's why you always have to release new content and stuff, and always be changing up. And it's always better to have a big catalog. But I don't know. I mean, you could you could argue, you know, it's better to have a smaller catalog that you know better. But sometimes, yeah, what that do you might. Think? I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know. In a way, I think the four of us are really, really set on growing as musicians and yeah. challenging ourselves. Totally. So it's like, during rehearsal, it's like some bands are just trying to get the exact thing down perfectly, which is really awesome. And like, that's yeah. a lot of what music is, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I come, you know, I played marching band in high school, I get that's really hard, really awesome. It's just, I think at this point in music, the four of us are more into <clears throat> communicating you know, in the moment, yeah, and mm -hmm. not only with each other, but with the crowd and with everything that's Absolutely. everything that's happening. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So I'd say like we go into every rehearsal with the mindset that we all want to try new stuff, and if someone screws up, it's rehearsal, whatever. And we go mm -hmm. into every show with the mindset like 
anything goes. Like if you if you want to change from minor to major, you want to change the key, or this jam goes this way, that we start, you know, whatever. Just mm -hmm. feel it out and just go with it. Just be confident, whatever you do. Yeah, it's, it's really a confidence yeah. thing, honestly, dude. If you if you have low confidence and do a lot of musical changes, like you know, it's not the best sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know? And I think <laughs> the, confidence. Yeah. I think the like the communication that was there in Dixieland music and like early jazz music and before <laughs> I love jazz music but I like to say before jazz music got pretentious before, oh, yeah. before people really got good at it you know back when it was just like marching band Dixieland stuff like, sure. just that like spontaneous everyone Grateful Dead-ish like everyone's almost soloing at the same time yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. it's just kind of <laughs> yeah. lo lost in, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of lost in music like sometimes I feel like and we just we want to bring that back to like genres that people already like like mm -hmm. country or funk or yeah yeah, absolutely. And that's like a really, I mean, I'm not really like personally super into jam bands, but I really admire them for what they do. Like, I mean, the craft is undeniable when it comes to being able to like, you know. Pull shit out of your ass. Pull, exactly. <laughs> like for lack, like honestly to be blunt about it. Yeah. Like to, yeah. you know, to work off of what you're, what everyone else is doing yeah. and to, you know, you know, yeah. to go switching tempos and you know just doing you know constant experimentation uh yeah. you know like it's i mean it, it is like in a way you can think about it it's like yeah you know you can have a bunch of like concrete structured songs and practice them and practice them until you keep getting until you have them like exactly how you want to but when you're doing it like when you're jamming and improvising and stuff like that like i mean you're still, you're always learning. Right. You know, you're always learning about what you could do like, yeah. differently or like how you can, you know, continue to like uh, enhance your your uh, auditory communication with the rest yeah, of the members. Yeah, totally. And music is language. It's, mm -hmm. That's really what it boils down to. I mean, it's just, I mean, you could play the minor pentatonic scale with someone in Asia and you communicate via yeah. music yeah. without, you know, speaking yeah. a word. Right. Fucking dope. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Universalness. Yeah, of it. it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think it's crazy. I think we definitely. It's music is definitely a, should be a healthy mixture, you know, of like impactful stuff that's rehearsed and you know going with what what the mood is. And yeah, stuff. like there's yeah. Um, Herbie Hancock is like one of my biggest influences. Headhunters. Yeah. I know you too. Oh and, hell yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> he had this album where he had like a bunch of different musicians on it blanking on the name right now, but he did one track with Trey Anastasio from Fish, and like, there's like a little videography thing on YouTube about it, and he says like, certain people, um, like that are, you know, guitar players or whoever, or just musicians in general, like, find something that they're really good at and that other people like, and they're comfortable with, and they stay with it, but the stuff that's hip is the stuff that's outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. The stuff that, you know, is new and the stuff that like is unexplored is always going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, the only way to grow is to go outside your comfort zone. Yeah, it's one of the only ways. I think so. Because if you're if you're stuck in your comfort zone the whole time, you know you're you're not growing. You know you're yeah. not you're not yeah. tackling new challenges whatsoever. You know right. you're just sticking to what you know and like, and you know by all means like, um, you know like it can be sort of like a safety net, but. You know, even when I have uh, when I have podcasts with people I don't know personally like that well, like people that 
I may never even have met in person that are coming into my house, sitting on one of these chairs, and I'm putting a camera on their face. And I'm like, okay, we're talking love and fear. Right. Tell me what what you re <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I I get a like there's that's going out of my comfort zone every single day uh -huh. when I do that yeah, that's be awesome. because it's like you know I very well like I'm, I'm taking a it's a risk that you take when you're going into things that are unfamiliar and uh, I mean when you do that like when you when you can do that in front of a crowd yeah. some territory that the bands that really <clears throat> ventured into you know it can go any way you know you can I, like the worst thing that could happen would be like oh yeah guys that like we really fucked that up. Let's not do yeah, that again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and, and, uh, and nobody would even know. Even that <laughs> yeah, no one would even know. <laughs> Honestly, it, like, as deep down as, like, to the rabbit hole as we go, I feel like we always just somehow yeah. work our way out of it. And, like, it's we, like, could, we could jam for right. so long and get to the weirdest of shits, you know? And it comes and back. It comes back somehow. <laughs> and like, all right. Dope. It's like the, the <laughs> Phil S, okay? the bass cool. player for the Grateful Dead. He's got a quote yeah. where he's like, I swear to God, sometimes I'm up there playing for an hour and a half just like what the fuck are we doing and then all of a sudden for like 20 seconds you hit something and the crowd is like with you because they were there the whole time and it's just like ah like this big moment and then you're just like oh we're good we're good all right we're just, yeah. yeah what was i worried about yeah exactly. are you guys going to see widespread panic oh man i've tried to get tickets for that the last three years but shut out every single oh week. damn no, people no. come all over Oh, from all over the country oh, yeah. to see that. Yeah, and then they they no. they always have the after parties with Big Something at Moe's, like right across the yeah. street. And yeah. then this year they actually have like, a, they shut down the block and they're having like a pre-party like street fest before all no, the shows. Wow. They do the after parties at uh, Fire and Water actually also. Oh, really? right, yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. the ones at Moe's are like the official ones <clears> you have to buy <throat> tickets for or whatever. So how do you get, so all this being said, you know, with jamming and improvising and exploring so many different like styles of music like uh, how do you uh, what directions do you hope to take modern Joey uh, in the times to come um <laughs> yeah I mean I would say that when when we when we think about like the direction we want to go in it's just who if someone comes into rehearsal that day with an idea yeah well we either support it or we're pretty critical <laughs> yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, that's like, exactly what it is. I would yeah. say that at least you can be honest with yeah. each other too. Oh, for sure. And and I would say a lot of times our best stuff is when someone comes in with an idea that like another person is really critical of a part of, and then we morph it as a group, and yeah. it's like holy crap, absolutely this is amazing. And like, yep. so you know, as far as direction goes, I would say just more of what we got. We got the you know country rock stuff. Yep. We got mm -hmm. funk rock. We got some prog rock stuff. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, yeah, a lot of jamming, a lot of party. Uh, yeah, and that's that's a key thing. A lot thing. of party. Uh, have you guys played the Downer House? Yes, many times. Oh my yeah, god, we frequent the Downer House. Oh, shout out Christian. Yes, shout out Christian. Very, he's a very uh, good friend. Yeah. So I've actually, yeah. I actually have not been to the Downer House, but I've heard that those are like, if you're going to a DIY venue in town, like so, Christian's house is the party. Yeah. The Murray Attic and uh, Downer House. Really too. Murray Attic is a lot of yeah, fun, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to that place. I would say I'd you like could yeah, you can make a good case for both of those places. Yeah. But, uh, you know, partial to the Downer House because Christian's a homie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm going to go to his show next weekend. Cool. Uh, he's got two bands in town from, from out of town. 
Uh, and then Colorblind Chameleon is nice. playing a set too. Um, awesome. And I love what he's doing there with that band. Yeah. So very cool. We're playing with them at. Uh, I put together an event in River West uh, in Littemans on the November first. Mm. River West Jam Fest. It's a bunch of jam bands from oh, the fun. area. We got like. Uh, Undercover Organism. Oh yeah, that's a great um, band. Spare Change Trio, uh, Madison Guys, <clears throat> and then Colorblind Chameleon and us. Have you guys ever played with uh, Conundrum? Uh, no, but that's Pretty the cool. bass player of Undercover Organism's band, right? The name uh, Owen, I think he's right. His name's Owen. Owen, yeah. Blonde guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of jammy too. Yeah, cool. I'm pretty. He's yeah. He was the guy that that took over for Undercover now. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very, very cool guys. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, no, it's cool. Like I, I don't like I said. Like um, I, although like I don't really like sit and just like listen to like many jam bands. Like I can still like really have a lot of fun. Just oh man, it's just yeah. the live experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's what makes it. That's what makes it great. And the people yeah. there, and, like the vibes there. And, yeah, it's yep. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have it that way than like. Super written out. Yeah, you know, there's no crowd interaction. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's all just pre-planned. Yeah, no, I like sure. spontaneity. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. There's been countless and times. And it kind of keeps you on your like edge of yeah. your seat too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like nerve-wracking sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. What's this gonna be? What's this? We'll know, but it's cool though. We'll like I like to be nervous yeah. sometimes. One of the coolest <laughs> things I think is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think one of the coolest things is uh, song transitions. You know, just how you move from one idea to the next and you know it's uh, I don't know I always think it's really cool watching how bands especially electronic artists or DJs like just how they mm-hmm. you know how they can pull something off yeah. in yeah. that way like the transitions are talking yeah, about yeah 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 dude totally totally we go for that a lot. from one thing into the other yeah. that shit's so crazy mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they transition to is like insane like how, how is music like uh, an outlet for yourselves to like unwind at the end of the week and like how was it really like helped you be confident in the direction you guys are going personally well i mean i i love to play uh whenever i can you know like at, at my home so uh i have a, basically a pedal with a looping station on it so i'll play guitar and it has built-in rhythms and bass so i can really practice with that kind of trying to simulate a full band scenario but it's obviously not going to be that but you know, just make little clips and stuff and, you know, try and work on grooves and stuff, so. Mm. But, yeah, I use it a lot to relax. I mean, just a good way, you know, from, like you said, studying or yeah. you know, from stress, for sure. I'll, oh, totally. For sure I'll pick up my bass or whatever, you know. Yeah. 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 It, it, it gives you, like, that sense where of purpose, where, like, it does, yeah. everything is going to be okay as long as I keep doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is almost like, I, like, music is, like, playing music is always gives me that that like biggest sense of purpose but even anything that just involves the band just mm-hmm. hanging out doing something yeah, like that absolutely anything mm-hmm. like it just <clears throat> like school is honestly I'd rather necess- do this besides school yeah like no. school is yeah. unnecessary yeah. Evil. a lot of people you know? could the thing is a lot of yeah. people could yeah. and I think all of us have the mindset that school is an opportunity that we were given so take it and then once we're right. done we're going to do what we want to do yep. yeah exactly. that's how I'm treating it <laughs> and um yeah, so none of us want to throw that away, but all of us are willing to if it means we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, I mean, I graduated a year and a half ago, but I still... F- I mean, I, I wouldn't give school away for anything. Like, I loved going through the, the motions and getting the degree, and, like, <laughs> I did learn a lot both inside and outside of the classroom, but... 
I think one of the biggest things school taught me wasn't necessarily what I learned in the classroom, but it was about what I, how I'm utilizing what I'm learning outside of it and applying it to like what I'm passionate about. And, um, you know, there's some people that are really fucking good students that don't need to try that hard to get good grades, yeah. that don't need to study. They're just good. Yeah. You know, they're good at math. They're good at English. They're good at this or that. I was never a good student. Um, I got pretty shitty grades, like, in high school. Like, not, like, terrible grades, but, like, I did enough to get by. I'd say I was, like, a B student. Right, right. In college, I was the same way. Didn't get the best grades, but, you know, I graduated with, like, a 3.0. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, um, it's like, it, if anything, it taught me that, you know, I just my attention and like my mind just like I'm a very like I'm a kid like I feel like I'm a kid with a lot of childlike wonder still you know and like I have a lot of curiosity about the world and I love to like socialize I love to hear about what people have to say like I love to like just you know I just yeah, awesome. I just love to experience things yeah. you know I don't like I'm not good at just like sitting down and forcing myself to like care about something that like I'm told yeah, I have totally. to care about. Yeah. That's why I don't, I mean, I don't have a nine to five job and I will never, I refuse to get one. You know, I, I watch this as a company and that's my day job. But in the meantime, I'm working hard at this because this is what I like to do. I'm not going to force myself to do a job, to, to have a job, to have a career path that, you know, I've been told by the system that I need in order to be successful yeah. and yeah. I think that more and more people our age are finding those outlets those creative outlets or just those alternative routes to success to uh, you know to be happy and to just enjoy what they're doing so I mean good for you guys being in school but also just like doing what the fuck you want to do when you're outside of it because yeah. this music stuff not only like does it have a profound impact on you guys personally and like what you guys want to do in life? But it like, it really does affect those around you. Mm -hmm. And it's like those shows that you guys play are going to be, you know, the the nights people like look back on, and the music you guys make are gonna is gonna be what people take meaning from. That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was a monologue, but... <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's a great monologue. Awesome. Every podcast has up. some good monologues. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I just, I, I just right. love people, to... Yeah. yeah, you're totally right. People will look back at those nights or whatever and be like, yo, that was, that was dope. <laughs> yeah, it's a good fucking time. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are doing stuff. what you're doing, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I'm, I think that, like... Just in general, it's the four of us are very, very just open to to, to life taking us where it's going to take us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I think a lot of people too, like, maybe have a dream and then they like they could easily achieve it, but they tell themselves they can't, or other people tell them they can't. It happens a lot, you know. Like, I, yeah, it's funny because themselves, yeah. it's funny because like I know there's like three groups of people when you talk about like people following their dreams. You got like people that follow their dreams and made it, people that follow their dreams and didn't make it, or people that never try. And it's mm -hmm. like Dude, out it's of those, <laughs> out of those three groups, the least that I know are people that went for it and didn't make it. Because I feel like if you 
are passionate about something and you really try and put your 100% effort into it yeah. and you're intellectual about it and <coughs> are smart about where you put that effort and how you put that effort forth, that you will be successful in, which, mm -hmm. in what you want to be successful in. Um, and I think that the amount of people that achieve their dreams and the amount of people that never try far outnumber people that, mm -hmm. you know, that circumstance prohibits from achieving. And it's really awesome because, especially for you guys, because like, um, you know, it's cooler to be seeing like young bands that are playing a lot of DIY shows like you guys and, um, you know, other, other bands with similar, you know, similar, uh, uh, formations and whatnot, like the environments that they started in mm -hmm. are moving up and they're playing bigger and bigger venues, you know, they're playing with a lot of different bands in the city and, you know, that's yeah. really fucking cool that, you know, you guys are, you know, you guys are moving forward with what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, hopefully that will take you on the road that's someday. The goal. <laughs> that's goal. Next that's summer, sweet. that's our goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be super cool. Yeah. Well, we're kind of not really going on the road, but we're going to Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to cool. Claire, we'll so play over just a tiny time. little trip. Um, yeah. So even if you're not going far, if you're yeah. touring, still gonna. Yeah, I mean, I I think so much of music now is like you have to be good and you have to have a vision that like works for people, but you also more of it, even maybe fifty percent of it, is just how you go about selling that idea to the correct people mm -hmm. and. You just, like, I think, you know, you could be the best musician in the face of this earth and just play the up and under every Saturday. Like, you yeah. Know, no one's going to stop you from doing that. No right. one's going to come in there and be like, what are you doing? Like, get, get to New York. Go play Madison Square Garden. It's just not going to happen. Like, right. you either need to meet someone that's going to do it or you just have to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, like, a lot of people just get stuck with, like, perfecting their craft to the point where, like, it's almost limited. Like, you have yeah. to, like, that's very, very For important. Sure. But you also have to have a vision for your For sure, oh, yeah. dude. Totally. Yeah. And with that comes with that comes, you know, really just being out there to show people what you are doing while yeah. you're working on it. And you gotta believe you gotta believe that when you get in front of people they're gonna they're gonna like it. You know mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, well we'll close out. Um, so my closing questions I ask everyone. Um, Alec, what keeps you up at night? Oh man, school. School, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Essentially. Plain and simple. School. Is that long. It? Yeah. Well. Long library. library because because you're sleep. literally doing your homework at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing really. Not a lot of stuff keeps you up at night. I'm pretty. I'm pretty relaxed, dude. Yeah. 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 What uh, keeps you up at night? Oh man. Uh not, I don't know, school. <laughs> <laughs> Falling in, uh, con failing in school. Conforming. 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 Okay, that's, a, yeah. that's a good answer. Goes back to what we were talking yeah, about, you know? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. What puts you to sleep, though? Puts me to sleep. Drinking a fat bottle of fucking liquor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll, uh, that'll do a number on you, yes. No, no eh, just... Close my eyes and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, puts you to sleep? Um, well, weed. Weed. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that puts you right to sleep. Um, but yeah. 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 Shout out to Knucklehead CBD, of course. Oh yes, um, essential. <laughs> but you know, I think just the idea that uh, I'm around some really good people, and no matter what happens in life, I'm around really 
I actually hadn't asked you guys, uh, you guys looking to record soon? We are, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we're, me and Carl have been mixing a live show that we recorded at the Public House cool. a month ago. So we're going to start up our SoundCloud and Spotify, that live show will be on there. And then hopefully within the next two or three months we'll have at least like a couple demos recorded. And then within the next six months hopefully a full EP. Awesome. So. Good stuff. Cool. Thanks for being yeah, on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Dude. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. Listen to Modern Joey or catch Modern Joey's show. It's awesome. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.